You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Live from Hampton Roads in the heart of the 757, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Derek Carr is available, and he wants everybody to know it. Right? He's deleted the Raiders from his his... Uh, dating profiles, right? He's telling everybody, I'm, I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. What should Derek Carr be looking for in a potential team? It is Derek Carr Day, part of quarterback week here on the Tim Donnelly Show. So ahead of free agency, ahead of the deadline to put on franchise tags, ahead of the draft, we're looking at all the individual quarterbacks that are potentially on the move, the, the, the availables, if you will. And uh, we're trying to decide where they could end up and where they should end up, and most importantly, where they will end up. Where will Derek Carr end up? 757-687-9494. I know what Derek Carr wants. He wants to win the breakup. He wants to go somewhere that can win before the Raiders can win. He wants to go somewhere that is ready to win and is, is looking for just his special addition. Right There's a team out there that has the full puzzle piece put together except for a Derek Carr-sized gap right in the middle. And he just wants to jump into it. And for a little bit of uh, insight, his brother is actually a part of the sports media. Uh, David Carr was on NFL Total Access talking about Derek Carr's visit with the Jets, which just concluded. Here's David Carr. There's a lot of questions that have to be asked. You know, he has to, he has to find out how the inner workings of obviously the front office works, but then also I think the most important thing for him as a veteran quarterback, what is it going to be like as an offensive play caller and a quarterback in that relationship? Todd Downing is there. He has a relationship with Todd. Nathaniel Hackett is also there. So how does all that work? And, and they had a good, a, a good chat. They, they talked about a lot of different things. Obviously the team is, is just in need of quarterbacks and some stability there. They have a lot of good components. There's a lot of things that are very positive about the Jets. He had a great trip. So it's, it, it's honestly, it's, it's going to be a long process, though. There's yeah. He really only has the Saints, the Raiders, and the Jets to kind of compare those three places. Right. And so he wants to do his due diligence and see as many places as he can. He's going to do his due diligence. He's going to get wined and dined all over the country. Do you think he's like a, uh, uh, bringing the family? Do you think he's an entourage guy? Do you think he's bringing a turtle? Do you, do you think, and, and that's a character name, not, a, not an actual turtle. Do you think he's like bringing others to vet these teams? Or do you think he just walks into a facility by himself and goes like, woo me? I don't know what these these are even like. Is it a Zoom call? I don't know. The, other, the only concern I would give Derek Carr is if he goes somewhere and they don't win right away or he looks out of place, the league could move on from him pretty quickly. If this deal isn't a long-term deal, there's no guarantee three, four, five years from now everybody's still giving him the benefit of the doubt. Right now, we're pretty confident he's a good quarterback. I, w- I think I would be more easygoing with, a, with a, a rough year or two, but I don't know if the league would be. So he needs to make sure he goes somewhere that he can uh, immediately cash in some value. right? So you're looking for the obvious. You're looking for a solid O-line, a nice number one wide receiver, a solid defense. If you're being greedy, you could ask for a running game. 
10-year veteran shouldn't need a super experienced OC, right? You should be able to do some things at the line of scrimmage to get into the right look more often than not. But hey, if you want to throw like a, an elite play caller his way, he'll take it. But it needs to be quick. Right? I'm I if I'm him, I'm looking for move turnkey, move in ready. I'm not looking for a, a fixer upper. There's a saying when when you Start getting recruited to play in college. There's a saying that every coach throws at you. You're not making a decision for the next four years. You're making a decision for the next 40, right? Go to a place that's going to set you up for success in life. Is going to give you a network that you can lean on. It's going to give you the skills you need, not just in your sport, but in your career. That's not this for Derek Carr. He's not making a decision for the next 40 years. You need to be a mercenary. You're making a decision for the next 14 months, and then you can reestablish and reevaluate then. Next four years? Uh-uh. When does the guaranteed money run out? That's when, that's how, how long you're making this decision for. We're going to talk about this later on, but he became very, very, very connected emotionally with the Raiders, right? He felt some kind of connection, right? They believed in me. They made me a second round pick. They gave me a shot. I became this. I became rich. I became that. There's no emotional connection here. This has to be cold and callous. If you go to the New Orleans Saints, guess what? You show up. You look at Chris Olave. You go, I'm going to make you a better player. You're going to make me a better quarterback. We're not friends here. If I have a, a MVP caliber season, I'm going to go back to this team this offseason and I'm going to say, guess what? Pay me or I walk. He needs to get ready for this, and this is going to upset a lot of you. He needs to get more Aaron Rodgers in his life. Right? He needs to be more, hey, guess what? I bring some value to this equation, and you need to respect my value. And I'm going to cash in my chips for me. So which teams are ready to win right now? That's what he's looking at. We saw Tampa thrown out there. I like that idea. New Orleans makes sense because they're so all in because of the salary cap. They have no choice but to try to win right now. I think the Jets make a lot of sense from Derek Carr's perspective. I, if I'm Derek Carr, I would love to go to the Jets. All those young guys are going to help me graze, uh, age gracefully. If I'm the Jets, I'm looking at it going, I don't want to help you age gracefully. I want somebody that's going to grow and peak and prime with my young guys. But if the Jets are willing to go Derek Carr, I think that's very attractive to Derek Carr. Washington, I think, is very attractive to Derek Carr. Good defense, really good skill position, new OC, sign me up. And you don't have to use any of your draft capital to acquire me because I'm a free agent. So pay me and then use your draft picks to get the offensive line settled. There's a lot of opportunities for Derek Carr. I'm just not sure that that any of them are are 100% perfect. So he needs to show up, like I said, cold and calloused. This is a business transaction. What can you provide me? And I, and in return, I will give you above-average quarterback play. We will shake hands. I will see you for OTAs. Text line open. Where do you think? Derek Carr is going to end up call-in line open as well, 757-687-9494. We'll go to the text line very quickly here. Uh, Robbie, what are they saying? Where should Derek Carr end up? From the 757, Kellum thinks that uh, New Orleans would be a great fit for Derek Carr. Yep, we just discussed it. I think they have to be all in to win, which would be attractive to him. I really like Chris Olave. Um, I, I think he would be fascinating with a guy like Alvin Kamara. Now, 
Alvin Kamara has an off-the-field situation where uh, there was a fight in Vegas, and I don't know if his suspension is coming or not. But if there is, that could make a new quarterback's transition to the offense more difficult, right? If you don't have your best weapon for the first four, five, six games, whatever it is. Uh, so I'd be monitoring that, but uh, but I, I don't I don't hate I don't hate him in New Orleans, and it's indoors, and it's in the South, and that division doesn't have cold cold games, so that's good for him. From the seven five seven, the Carolina Panthers win now coaching staff and in a division full of inexperienced quarterbacks, and that division is in a warm area with two domes and two warm weather cities, so he he wouldn't uh, have to play in cold, which has been a problem for him. I like him in Carolina. Um, I'm not sure they're 100% ready to win right now. I think they want to win right now. They brought in a coaching staff to win right now. Uh, they didn't trade Brian Burns, so they're not fully rebuilt. Uh, they didn't trade Der- uh, DJ Moore, so they're not fully rebuilt. I'm not sure they're fully ready to win right now, though. If Derek Carr wants to win before the Raiders, he goes to Carolina. I'm talking about like become a contender, not just like win a division. Um, do you think they get there first in Carolina? I don't know. That's not the top of my list, but I see some logic. From the 757, merging two topics we've talked about today, how about the Giants drop Jones completely and then sign Derek Carr as a free agent? Well, that you won't drop him completely. What you would do is put him on some kind of transition tag where if somebody wants to sign him in free agency, you get back either A or two first-round picks. So you wouldn't lose him completely. You could also orchestrate some kind of sign-in trade. The hard part is I believe Derek Carr will sign before free agency opens up and before maybe even before the franchise tag deadline is so if you have Derek Carr on your roster nobody is going to overpay or pay you really much of anything for Daniel Jones because they're like you're not going to give him 40 million and him 40 million so we're just going to wait for you to move on from one of them so uh they're they're in a tough spot with the the DJ situation with Daniel Jones um but if they could pull it off I think they would love to do that. Like if you could keep Saquon, reasonable deal, bring in Derek Carr, I think Brian Dable would be saying, sign me up and not have to trade anything away and get whatever you can trade Daniel Jones for, sell high. That would be a, a wizard of of GMing and front officing from Joe Shane. Uh, we promised you a giveaway. We promised you the Australian Pink Floyd show. It's a Pink Floyd cover band, which is hailed as one of the most in-demand touring entities operating today they're coming to the atlantic union bank pavilion friday september 15th we have a pair of tickets going to caller number four at 757-687-9494 that's 757-687-9494 caller number four gets the tickets so call in now we'll be back with more of Derek carday and hoping to hear from jason fitz host of fitz and harry weekdays 12 to 3 right here on priority auto sports radio 94.1 coming up next the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Did he really just say that? Ask him for yourself at Donnelly Sports on Twitter. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 on a Tuesday. It is also Derek Carr Day part of quarterback week we have our wheel that we're going to be spinning in about 40 minutes top of the next hour we are going to spin the wheel uh basically we're seeing if the experts know absolutely anything or if our wheel knows much more just by using uh vibes you might say random luck but also vibes um 
And, and uh, already, by the way, if you're just just catching it, uh, yesterday was Aaron Rodgers' day, and the wheel said Aaron Rodgers to Atlanta. If that happens, then I'm actually going to start thinking that this wheel might be a little magic, and I'm just going to start writing like, hey, Tim and Robbie win the lottery for a billion dollars, and then making sure it lands on there, because then I, then I don't think that it's making a prediction. I think it's making the decisions. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers to Atlanta was the first wheel decision. Uh, and, and today, later on, we'll decide where Derek Carr is going to end up. Uh, now, the, the, the beauty of the Derek Carr conversation is that there are so many options. And every fan base, like Derek Carr is good enough that you can talk yourself into him for every team. Just let, again, let's just go through the text line. We did this earlier, but I want to do it again. K-Dub, if Green Bay is looking at trading Aaron Rodgers, why wouldn't they consider Carr? From the 757, Tarot Card to the Commanders. Hmm. Then they get kind of weird with some, some Dan Snyder yacht jokes, but it's in there. It's in there. Aaron Rodgers. So they, there's another. The Saints comes in for Derek Carr. The Giants come in for Derek Carr. The blank, blank Jets come in for Derek Carr. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers come in for Derek Carr. The Titans come in for Derek Carr. The Patriots come in for Derek Carr. The Niners come in for Derek Carr. All of these teams have been suggested on our text line, and that's just a quick scroll. Could have easily missed a bunch of them. So Derek Carr is out there good enough that any old team is going to talk themselves into it. Well, what that also means is like, what's the best way if you're, if you're selling something, right? If you are in which, and by the way, that's what Derek Carr is doing right now, right? He is selling himself two teams. He is going out there on like a, like a tour to, to show off the merchandise. And then eventually at one point in time, he's going to open the bidding. So he is out there selling himself at the moment. And if you are selling yourself, what is the best way to get the best price? That's right, a lot of bidders, right? You, a lot of interested parties. Like those, uh, I haven't done an eBay uh, auction in a long time, but it, I can only imagine. I've never sold anything on eBay. Maybe I should. Uh, I can only imagine when it's like, bidding, 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 and every time the bid goes up, it's a new screen name. That's a great feeling. You're like, oh, this thing's going to go on for a while. When it starts doing like the bidding, you know, uh, Frank forty nine seventy five, bring Jeff forty nine seventy five, bring Frank then Jeff then Frank. It's like all right, this is going to end at some point. I only need one more to drop out. So right now, Derek Carr is going to go around. Right, he's he's already seen the Saints. He's already seen the Jets. He's likely going to see a bunch more teams. The Colts could get involved. The Bucks could get involved. The the Panthers could get involved. All of these teams are going to be at least at the auction, right? They're at least going to be, hey, have your agent reach out when you're ready to do that sort of thing, right? Have your have your your people reach out to my people and at least let us know how the bidding is going because we might be interested. He is an upgrade to every team that doesn't have a quarterback. Like, if you're sitting there going, is he really an upgrade to my quarterback? Yes. Because if he wasn't, you would know it, right? Like, the Bengals fans aren't texting in saying, you know, we could really use Derek Carr. The, the, I mean, I'm not just going to list the good quarterbacks, but you know which ones they are. 
which is why Derek Carr Day is such an increasingly interesting day. Right, Yesterday with Aaron Rodgers, I really do think if you're not ready to win this upcoming season, Aaron Rodgers really doesn't make sense for you. And I'm not talking about win. I'm talking about like win the Super Bowl this year. So that severely limits the pool. Derek Carr is a bit more of a window. I think he wants to win right now. But I do believe that his his uh, his window is is longer than Aaron Rodgers. Now it's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but the window is there. That's what I think is fascinating about Derek Carr. Well, and I think I think we talked about to start the show. You can catch it on the podcast page, Priority Auto Sports Radio nine four one dot com. But the the thing with Derek is he is almost certain to be a top fifteen quarterback which is almost certain uh this is almost certain to to end up with a top 15 quarterback performance from Derek Carr also almost certain to not be top 7 8 9 whatever it is so so now that you're in that situation you need to make sure you can win with like the 11th best quarterback this upcoming year to be interested in him. And and that's there's not a ton of of teams that are going to be in that situation either. Matter of fact, you might say you have to already be a winner to be able to take advantage of Derek Carr. That's what we call a segue in the business. Winners and losers is coming up next. One of our favorite games to play. All you have to do right now is send in your winners and your losers to the text line or call in with your winners and losers. Who's winning? Who's losing in the sports world? 757-687-9494. That's the call in line. That's also the text in line. 757-687-9494. When we come back, we're going to be playing winners and losers. So get them in now. Again, 757-687-9494. Winners and losers coming up next. On this show, we like to point out the good. That's good. The bad. Oh, that's bad. And the ugly. I'm certainly grateful to be ugly. It's time to pick the winners and losers. Winners win and losers lose. On the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Winners win and losers lose. That's how it happens. That's why we have a scoreboard. So here on uh, the Tim Donnelly Show, every Tuesday, we call it a Winners and Losers Tuesday. We and you name who's winning and who's losing in the sports world. Text in your winners and losers, 757-687-9494. I'll get us started. Winner, Mac McClung. Winner, winner. Now, I don't think he should have been in the dunk contest, but that's not his fault, right? He, If they're going to let him in, he should go in and do exactly what he did, which is absolutely dominate and make a name for himself and become more famous and become a bigger celebrity so he can cash it in and continue to exist in the sports world um and and you know now he i mean he's a member of this the sixers on a two-way contract i don't think that happens if he's not a dunker so hey mac mcclung big winner Tim, I got a winner. How about Jacob Trice? Winner. That's right. Jacob Tyser, rather, ODU infielder, was actually named the Collegiate National Baseball Player of the Week. That's there it is. For the first weekend of, of Collegiate Baseball. And on Sunday, he hit three home runs in one game. First Monarch to do it in like two or three years. And he also hit another one today. 
with the Monarchs leading VMI right now. So not a bad start for uh, the uh, JUCO transfer for ODU. How about uh, how about a little uh, little pitcher awareness out there? The guy's on a heater. Stop throwing him things to hit. Put him on first base. He did get hit by a pitch three times over the weekend. Too. Okay, all right. So Never mind. They, they, they no. did their best. So if, <laughs> if they put it anywhere near the the strike zone, he was put him out of the park. So they, they said, you know what, you're going to wear this one. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, by the way, happy birthday yesterday to another ODU baseball legend, Justin Verlander. Uh, turned 40. 40. Still one of the best in the game. I, I, I agree with that, and he's making $43.3 million this upcoming year, 86.6 over the next two. But uh, that that feels like, you know, uh, and we're going to talk about this later on the 757 at 6, but uh, you know how at, at grocery stores nothing's ever priced like $20? It's always nineteen ninety nine because it seems so much less just if that first digit is lower. He was 39 and 11 months, and it felt so much younger than yesterday when he turned 40. And it's like, that's going from 39.99 to 40 bucks. It's like, ooh, I'm not sending 220s that way. I'm, I'm going to need change back on 220s. Uh, but hey, happy birthday to him. Uh, let's jump to the text line. It is Derek Carr Day, so we're going to get these out of the way. By the way, send in your winners and losers. Who's winning? Who's losing in the sports world? 757-687-9494. Uh, Donovan, who we know is a Raiders fan, loser, Raiders GM Dave Ziegler. Loser. Said in an interview, this according to the texter, we might not have an immediate answer at quarterback this year. Uh, the texter wants to emphasize, uh, with the other quarterbacks in the AFC West and Devontae Adams in his prime, they don't have an immediate answer at quarterback. What are you talking about? It's uh, what, Stidham? Stidham is who they, they rolled out there. Stidham, exactly. He's the guy. Uh, we might not have an immediate answer. We have what we call an eventual answer, which is just confidence in ourselves that we'll figure it out at some point. Uh, also from the 757 winner, Derek Carr. Winning. Loser, Las Vegas Raiders. Loser! So it's Derek Carr day. I appreciate that there were winners and losers set in, but uh, but we'll move on. Winners and losers, send them in. 757-687-9494. Loser, Brian Dable. He was such a good coach this year that he won coach of the year. He was such a good coach this year that he got the New York Giants to the the playoffs. He was such a good coach this year that he made Daniel Jones look too good, and now Daniel Jones is asking for $45 million per year. You know what? If you just let him have one more bad year, you could assign him to a five-year $45 million deal. And then, uh, and then made him look good, and you'd have a steal on the market. But instead, he did it one year too early, and now he's asking for $45 million. How about a winner, Eric Bieniemy? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Finally going to get that chance to kind of step out of Andy Reid's shadow. He's going to get a chance with some very good weapons. Not really sure how good the quarterback situation is going to be in Washington, but the the tools that they have in in in, in Washington – I think he can work with, and hopefully he gets a shot for a, for a head coaching position after this year. How about this? Let's go back to All-Star Weekend. We have another winner here. Winner, Jason Tatum. Winner, winner. Put up a, a double nickels. Put up 55 points in the, the All-Star game. Uh, but actually, I, you know, I make fun of uh, like ESPN television for their ridiculous stats. Usually, I think they're just coincidences. Uh, my favorite one is... Uh, and. I don't even remember what the criteria was, 
But at one point in time, there was a game, and Thaddeus Young, Thad Young, he was a basketball player, probably still in the league, good little wing or big wing, kind of big guard type guy. Uh, and the, they put up a, a graphic that said, like, you know, players that have averaged 13 points, eight rebounds, five assists, one steal, 0.8 blocks. And I don't remember exactly what the numbers were, uh, you know, through their first five seasons in the league. And the, the answers was like Larry Bird, Julius Irvin, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Lamar, uh, LeBron James, and Thaddeus Young. And it was just like, well, you kind of shoehorned it, didn't you? Right? You kind of made that one just for, for Mr. Young. Uh, but this one came up on the ESPN broadcast that I thought was interesting. The last four All-Star Game MVPs are also the last four Finals MVPs. Now, it's not always the same year, right? But the last four All-Star Game MVPs are also the last four NBA Finals MVPs. So Jason Tatum just won the All-Star Game MVP, scoring 55 points. That bodes well for his ability to be the Finals MVP at some point, if not this year, in the next couple. Right, like Steph wins an, uh, an MVP, LeBron wins an MVP. There's there's some some MVPs in there that make a lot of sense. Jason Tatum's now one of them, and I know he's a big Kobe guy. Trained with him, idolized him. It's the Kobe Bryant All Star Game MVP. Had to be a cool moment for him. Uh, Robbie, what do you got? I've got a I've got a loser. How about anybody in the top five for NCAA basketball? Loser, loser. It, it seems like every time that I see a top five team playing, whether it's again against another ranked opponent or it's against an unranked opponent, they always lose. We haven't seen that many top five teams this year kind of hold their ground. This NCAA tournament uh, upcoming in, in just a few weeks, I think it's going to be chaos. From the text line in the seven five seven. By the way, actually, before we get to that, the, the texter, um, they're all they're all losers until they're winners again. That's Houston true. has been the number one team like seven times. <laughs> That's very true. You lose, you fall to eighth. You win for two weeks, you're back up to first. You lose, you fall to eighth. That's just how it goes. They've all cycled through a few times. Uh, from the seven five seven winner, Tiger Woods. Winner finished all four rounds of a tournament. It's the little things. It's. The little things. What I liked is even after he played all four rounds, he because he was the host of the tournament, he walked out to give the trophy to John Rahm. It's like, you're doing extra walking? I thought you'd be in a hyperbaric chamber somewhere doing zero-gravity swimming rehab by this point. So he was still out there kicking around the course, which is pretty cool. Uh, loser, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Uh, loser, LaShawn McCoy. What a loser! Bitter, not fun. Sour grapes, not fun. He was very, very anti-Eric Bieniemy, And I'm not saying there might not be some truth to what he was saying, but it does strike me as pretty bitter and sour grapes that he he's saying it now. Also, when you look at the fact and you recognize Eric Bieniemy's probably the first guy to ever bench LaShawn McCoy in his life. LaShawn didn't, you know, there's reason for him to be bitter. You got to let someone else say it, right? It's like you can't criticize your ex's new significant other because it just comes across as bitter. If they stink... You got to let someone else say it, right? If, if the, the first person to ever bench you gets a head coaching job or an a, a offensive coordinator job and you immediately trash him, you got to let someone else say it because it seems like you're being bitter. All right, let's give something away. Uh, we have a giveaway. Oh, it's the Jelly Roll. We have a Jelly Roll concert tickets to give away uh, with special guests, Ashley McBride, Struggle Jennings, and Josh Adam Myers. By the way, I was I was... 
having some fun talking about the name Struggle Jennings. It's a rapper his name, or hip-hop artist. His name is Struggle Jennings, not his real name. We looked it up yesterday. Uh, somebody from the text line told me to be careful. Struggle Jennings is a big guy. I was not making fun of Struggle Jennings, but if you're going to have a name like Struggle Jennings, and that's not your, your – if it's your real name, it's your real name. But if you're going to choose that name, I mean, you got to know certain jokes are, are going to fly. A.J. Brown calls out his team. I'll tell you why next. We're big fans of overtime, so long as it doesn't end in a tie. 46-yard field goal to tie. And it's no good! Not even close! Wide right! This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. A.J. Brown. He's capable of things like this. Hurts. Has all day loaded up, taking a shot, looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In the Super Bowl, he's capable of things like that. Fox broadcast. In the offseason, he's capable of going on the Raw Room podcast and, and calling out his team. A.J. Brown, right, 6'4", 230, Yoked up, I don't know if he's 6'4", 6'2", 230. Uh, Yoked up, wide receiver, unbelievably talented, unbelievably productive. Took that Eagles offense up a notch this season, along with Jalen Hurts. Is on a podcast as soon as the offseason gets started, calling out his team. And the Eagles better listen up. If you missed it, again, it's the Raw Room Podcast. Here's A.J. Brown. You got to pay, bro. Got to pay. You got to have a quarterback listen, anyway. Listen, listen, listen. I love Philly. And I'm about, what I'm about to say, you do not pay this man. Just ship me off wherever he finna go. <laughs> so you talk about pressure? How we get it done. Get it done. <laughs> He's talking about Jalen Hurts. If you aren't going to get it done, ship me off wherever he's fin- fixing Finna to go. <sighs> this is... I wouldn't say expected, but expected. This is part of the danger when you have teammates that are also friends from way back, right? They are more loyal to each other than to the team because they go back further with each other than the team. Borderline family-style loyalty. These two guys, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, go back to, to high school, maybe even earlier. Right, I've pointed it out. A.J. Brown tweeted out, congratulations, you're going to do great, you're going to win Super Bowls when Jalen Hurts was drafted by a team that A.J. Brown wasn't playing on because they're so close. So now that they're together, they they are just going to continue to bond. Gardner Minshew, teammate, by the way, has likened them to an old married couple. Said Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are like an old married couple. A.J. Brown... Praising Jalen Hurts right here. He really wants to be great. I can say like he hears the doubters, but uh, he's driven from like within. His mindset is on another level. He's always listening to Tom Brady something on on the internet or watching Michael Jordan highlights. He's just on another level. He's just on another level because he's watching Michael Jordan highlights. Here's why the Eagles better listen up and not just go, oh, with some some podcast that he did. Uh, he's just talking. Their leverage multiplies when they use it together, right? A.J. Brown is on a $100 million contract right now. He's, he's good, just fine. 
So now he knows he doesn't have to worry about him, so he's going to throw around his weight to get Jalen Hurts paid. And what do you think is going to happen once Jalen Hurts gets paid? Well, he's going to go, you know, that $100 million deal AJ signed a couple years ago looking mighty out of market at the moment. Why don't we renegotiate that one or else you can ship us both out? They can their their leverage multiplies with each other because it's like all right you know what we can do without AJ Brown right you saw what the Chiefs did without Tyreek Hill he's a terrible person but he's fast so so they, you know they survived without him we can send AJ Brown out but then Jalen Hurts gonna you send AJ Brown out you gotta send me out ooh don't like that one right. Oh, you know what? We can draft someone to replace Jalen Hurts. Or we want a pocket passer. We don't want a running quarterback. Let's get rid of Jalen Hurts. Uh, AJ Brown's going to say, You ship him out. You ship me out. Ooh, don't like that. They can, they can, can coalesce. They can gel together and become one super player. You got to pay him the max. You got to pay me the max. If not, you lose both of us. That's a tough place to be. You know, I've joked in the NBA. Because the NBA actually has max contracts, right? Like you can't get paid more than X amount. That if I were Giannis, I would say, okay, my new rate is me, max contract, and half a max for my brother, right? Because his brothers are in the NBA. Not, that's a joke. I say that with a wink and a nod, saying that'll never happen, just trying to prove that Giannis is worth more than the max. Well, what happens if someone you consider a brother is kind of worth the max? Then you're guaranteeing it's going to happen. That's what's going on with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. But also, if I'm Howie Roseman, right, if I'm the GM, if the players are vouching for a certain player, it would make me value that player more, right? Like A.J., you saw A.J. Brown after the game. There were some Eagles that you could tell had the big picture of, you know what, this season was much better than we thought. Super Bowl is hard to get to. We we are a team that you know nobody expected to be here at the beginning of the year. So even though we lost in the Super Bowl, it was still an overall success, and I'm proud. AJ Brown looked like he, you know, just finished a fight against Apollo Creed and Rocky. Right? He looked like he could barely stand up. He looked like he had left it all on the field. He looked like he was exhausted. He looked like he was heartbroken. He is a wildly competitive individual. So the fact that he's saying you better pay Jalen Hurts or I'm willing to walk, if I'm a GM, I'm going, okay, I like that. Because the guy that's crazy competitive and absolutely hates losing said that guy is someone he doesn't want to play without. That makes me think more of that guy. You know, I've said this in the past. Players all know who the best players are. Right? If everyone on your team is saying the backup quarterback is better, you better call in your quarterback's coach and your offensive coordinator and say, is our backup quarterback better than our starter? Are you missing something? Because the fellas are talking. And, and they know. Right? And they know. So if, if A.J. Brown wants Jalen Hurts and he's saying pay up, Howie Roseman, you might just have to pay up. You might just have to pay. Loosen those purse strings a little bit. Ching ching. It's gonna be expensive. Hopefully it's worth it, but it's gonna be expensive. Tim Donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1. All week this week, it's quarterback week before free agency, before the draft. We're trying to set the table for where everyone's gonna end up. And as part of quarterback week today is Derek Carr Day. So coming up at the top of the next hour, we're gonna spin the wheel, the the wheel of quarterback destiny. It will tell us where Derek Carr is gonna end up, but also we're gonna announce 
who we're talking about tomorrow. Who's next up in quarterback week here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Stick around.